0: Joint superintendent as she talks about the four horsemen of revelation. Blessings upon my brother and sister. It's the superintendent Janice Battersby of Chicano Worship International Ministries, Chicano Worship Center Bermuda, greeting you. And our pastor is Reverend Dr. Maria A. Seaman. And I'm coming to you once again with another segment in our series, Insights with Soup. Superintendent, that's me. I'm coming to you today with another exciting story about a study that we're doing at Shekinah Worship Center. In fact, it's being facilitated by Shekinah Worship Center and it's on the book, Escape the Coming Night, by Dr. David Jeremiah. What an exciting study. We are actually going through the book of Revelation. And Dr. Jeremiah is leading us through verse by verse, chapter by chapter. And we're learning so many things about this fantastic book. That's a rarely read book and very rarely understood. But we decided to take on the challenge. And so what we've also done is to come up with these little segments. These are just like bite-sized portions of the lesson to share with you, to maybe hopefully generate some interest and get you encouraged to read the book of Revelation. I'm telling you, if you read and understand this book, you will understand so much about what is going on in the world today. There are people that say the Bible is irrelevant, that it's full of fairy tales and all sorts. Those people haven't read the Bible, and they certainly don't understand it. But just reading this one book, You'll see things that the world, you'll, you'll see that the world is actually just catching up to this book. So I'm going to just share with you just one lesson from this exciting series. Now, this is a 43-lesson series. And I'm going to share with you from lesson number 15. It's called The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Now, you may have heard of that. That's kind of a a mysterious term. And we're going to kind of break it down a bit so you can have an understanding and see how relevant the Bible is to today's world. So now the scripture reference where we're coming from is Revelation chapter 6. And I'm going to give you a real quick preview of what we have done up until Revelation chapter 6. The book of Revelation was written by John the apostle one of Jesus disciples and he became one of his closest disciples and apostle John was imprisoned on a greek island in the aegean sea the island called patmos he was put in prison because he was preaching about Jesus Christ at a time the time when rome ruled the earth the caesars and they didn't like anybody preaching about another king or another kingdom and so they would round up anyone who who did not agree with them, whether it was the uh, Christians or whoever, but especially the Christians who believed in Jesus Christ. And the disciples, one by one, were actually uh, martyred for believing in Jesus and for preaching the gospel. But John was imprisoned on this island. He actually died of old age. However, while he was imprisoned on this island of Patmos, He received a vision from the Lord, a vision of the end times. And this is where we get the book of Revelation. Now, we have been reading about John's vision. He saw Christ in all his glory, with all his attributes. We read that in Revelation chapter 1. Christ isn't a baby in a manger anymore. He's not a savior on a cross anymore. He is king and judge. And John sees him in all his splendor, in all his glory. Chapters two and three of the book of Revelation are letters that are written to churches in Asia, just near to where John was imprisoned. And he had been visiting these churches. He knew people at these churches. He was sending out letters to these churches because they, even though they were churches and they believed in Christ, they started doing some stuff that they shouldn't. And so the Lord was writing to these churches basically tell them to get their acts together. Even though they had some, a lot of positives, they also had some things that were challenges that were negative and that would remove their ministry if they were not careful. Now we've learned to read chapters two and three in three different ways. In practical application, these were actual churches. In personal application, we have to look at their characteristics and self-examine to see what in us, we need to take care of and get right. And also in prophetic anticipation. We study the church history, the age of the church, the different dispensations, right from the ascension of Christ and the apostolic church up till now and the lukewarm church, the Laodicean age. So we study all those things. And then we, we change in chapter four, the view changed from on earth to heaven. And we, and we get to see God on his throne, The throne is surrounded by a green rainbow. There are angels that are there. There are elders that represent the church that fall down and worship him. There are tons of angels and the saints who are worshiping the Lord. And a scroll. In the Lord's hand is a scroll with seven seals. And Jesus comes to open the seals and start to unleash God's wrath on the earth. And so now we get to the seven seals. But we're going to study the first four seals. Now, the first four seals are called the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Now, the horse was considered to be a weapon of war. He was fearless. He was strong. He didn't know anything about being afraid. And so John, as he sees Christ break each one of these seals out, comes a horseman. Each time a seal is broken, there rides out a horseman. He's told to go, to go forth on the earth and to pour out the judgments on the earth. The first horseman that we see is seated on a white horse. And we've learned that that white horse, that horseman represents the antichrist. He comes with a bow, but no arrows, which means that he takes over the earth with a piece of false peace that he pulls people together at a time of turmoil he's the one that has all the answers and they will listen to him the world will listen to him the second horse that goes forth after the second seal is broken is a red horse red symbolizing shed blood which means war after war comes the third horseman the black horseman representing famine And after the fourth seal is broken, we have the pale horse, or as we have learned is actually a green horse representing pestilence and death. It's an amazing study. And so as we go through the scriptures, we see that the first horse, the white horse, the rider has a crown on his head, like he is a ruler. And it says he goes out to conquer the world. But he doesn't do it, again, with weapons. He does it with false peace. Now, as we look around and we see how our world is just screaming out for somebody to have an answer for all the problems that we are having. And it's not just this country has a problem, this country has a problem. We seem to now globally be suffering right now as I speak to you. The globe is going through this coronavirus pandemic. And people think that they have an answer. We hear so much about vaccines and we hear about treatments and some people are saying they're good and other people say that they're not. And what's the result of this is for having social distancing. We've had countries that have shut down because of that businesses. People have gone out of business. People have died from this. This pandemic is wrecking havoc. We have immigration problems. We are having wars, even though that will come up later. But there's so much going wrong that people are looking for an answer. And they're saying that we must come together in peace. And they're accepting things and tolerating things in the name of peace that God will not accept or tolerate. And you have leaders of countries that are foregoing what God holds up and what God values and treasures because mankind wants what mankind wants. They're accepting any and everything in the name of peace. This is a false peace. Now, I'm not saying that this is the Antichrist peace, but from what we read in the book of Revelation, we know that these are the shadows of those times. After the white horse again comes the red horse of war. Now the scripture says that uh, the red horse will take peace from the earth and that people would kill one another because what was given to this rider, the red horse, is a great sword. Now what we learn is that the scriptures say nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom but it also means that man will rise up against man. And what we see daily, daily, is murder, assassinations, manslaughter. We see it in our entertainment, let alone in real life. We sit down, we pay to have this come into our home as entertainment, but we also see it in real life. Somehow it's acceptable as entertainment, And somehow it's horrible when it's in real life. It's either one or the other. But this is what we're going to see on a global scale in the Book of Revelation. After the red horse comes the black horse. After war comes famine. Shortage of food. People are hungry and they'll do anything to get food. But there will be a shortage of food. In fact, what it says is that, a quart of wheat will be a day's wage. A quart is four cups. Imagine that, imagine your job and You can divide how much you get paid into days. One day's wage is four cups of wheat, and that was just to serve one person. Imagine a family. How will people eat? It's a frightening thing to think about. But these are the times that are coming. This is the wrath of God being poured out on a sinful world. And then it says, do not harm the oil or the wine. Now, we've learned that that represents the rich. Somehow, it seems like when there are hard times, the rich people are the last, if they ever, to suffer. It's the working class people, lower class people that suffer, but the rich don't. And you can also see that when you think about the globe, when you think about countries that have millions and millions of people that are starving, but you have a small amount of people who are so rich, they could feed these countries, but somehow, The famine doesn't affect them. We see it now, and we see it in the book of Revelation. Then you have the fourth horse, which is called a pale horse. However, that word is chloros, which means green. It's a green horse. And on him sat death and Hades. Hades. Pestilence. They come forth with pestilence, with the sword, with hunger, and with death. Well, think of it. You have war, you have famine, starvation, you have illness, and you have death. And like I said, this is what is spoken of in the book of Revelation. Aren't we dealing with a massive, massive pestilence right now? The coronavirus. And people are hard-pressed to really find a cure. What they're saying is it's a vaccine. Well, I'm not gonna get into yay or nay about a vaccine, but it's a shadow of what the book of Revelation is talking about. It's a global, global issue that mankind is trying to eradicate. And as of this recording, point One million people have died. And these are shadows. In fact, what we're told is that these are just birth pains. In Matthew 24, Jesus tells us about the signs of the times to come, that we will hear wars and rumors of wars, and one who will come and deceive many. And he says that these are the birth pains. And so what we're feeling now and what we're seeing now in the earth today and 2021 are the birth pains of these signs and the times. It's undeniable when you read this and you pick up a newspaper, is it not almost verbatim telling you about Revelation chapter 6? There's no way that you can deny that. Now, you have a choice. Because in Revelation chapter 4 and 5, we actually see heaven standing around the throne praising God. Or chapter 6, which shows us these seals. And we've already opened the first four. We have three more seals to go. And after that, in the seventh seal are the seven trumpet judgments. And in the seventh trumpet, are the seven vile judgments. Do you want to be in Revelation chapter 4 or Revelation chapter 6? I want to be in Revelation chapter 4. How about you? You have a choice. Your choice is now. God has shown us his sovereign will. Heaven or hell? It's his sovereign will. He never meant for us to go to hell. Hell was prepared for the devil. His angels. It is God's will that Satan, that death, and hell be cast into the lake of fire forever. It was never God's intention for mankind to go to hell. It's mankind's choice, and it won't be because they have not been warned. Our warning is in the Word of God, it's being read, it's being preached, it's being shared. It's going to the four corners of the earth. The choice is yours. God is giving his warning. If you're listening to this, this is part of God's warning. Make your choice. God loves you enough to give you choice. So that's just a little sample of what we've been studying in the book of Revelation, the escape of coming night. And we would love for you to be a part of it. So send us an email at swim at B M Swim at logic.bm. Let us know you want to be a part of these teachings and we'll be in touch with you. And we'll let you know how to join us. And we're doing it on Zoom and we're having a wonderful time studying the Word of God. This is heavy stuff. It's not easy listening to this, but you know something? It lets you know exactly where you stand with the Lord. If you're afraid, God has a way of bringing you peace. And it's through the blood of Jesus Christ. So thanks. Thanks for listening. And I pray that this has given you an interest in reading the book of Revelation. Blessings abound.